Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, it's great to be in church in the house of God. Welcome back to Troy and some of the team from Africa. And uh, over the coming weeks, I'll share some more. It's uh, so exciting to have them back. Today, we started last week on faith, faith for 2009. I want to pick that up and run with that again today and probably next week. But why don't we reach up to heaven right now and just believe. Maybe you're here today and you're saying, I need more faith. It's like the man said, I believe, help my unbelief. Let's reach up because we can always grow in faith. Father, I pray right now, our hands, our hearts reach up to you. Thank you for the gift of faith that you've given us. And Lord, I just pray today by your spirit, there'll be increase lives. There'll be overflow, I pray. I thank you for that in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts, increasing our faith, and your word would instruct us in how to live an overcoming life. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Let's take our seats. God is so, so good. Wow. Tina, you've got a spirit of faith for transformations. You've got a spirit of faith for transform lives, but the Spirit of God spoke today and says, I'm going to give you a gift of faith that is going to be sufficient for what's in front of you. We all need a spirit of faith, but a gift of faith is a gift that God will give you for the project and the next season. Father, I release that in Jesus' name, a gift of faith, Lord, that will just break things open for transformations and the transforming of lives here and across our nation. I thank you for that gift of faith in the name of Jesus. Lord, we release that by faith right now. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And Jamie, God spoke to me and said, I'm going to give you the gift of grace and that spirit of faith for your workplace, your family, and your ministry. For you and Bridie, as you step up, Jamie's uh, helping lead our men's ministry, and Bridie's overseeing our uh, kids' ministry on Sundays, and they also work jobs during the week, and I believe God's going to increase your capacity. You're, you're going to increase capacity to do what you think. How am I going to make it happen? How am I going to fit it all in? I see you juggling all these balls, and God says, just rest. I'm going to show you how to do this, and it will be a joy not a burden. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. God, you're so good. Hebrews 11.1, the faith chapter. Verse 1 says, Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. That's God showing us the power of faith. And you know, your world is framed by your words. God framed this world by His powerful creative words, but you create your world by your words, whether they're full of faith, hope, limitation, negativity, or fear, or lack, or overcoming. Whatever you do, you frame your world by your words. And we're so quick to blame someone else, or it's the government's fault, or it's the devil's fault, or it's someone else's fault, when God says, hey, let's all of us learn to take responsibility of how we frame our world by our words, and our words come from our heart. For out of the abundance of the heart, 
the mouth speaks. So today I want to stir you with faith, getting in your heart and spirit. So then we will frame the world, our ministry, our lives by what we speak and how we live. goes on to verse 6. This is why I love preaching on faith. Without faith living within us, impossible to please God. Now, if God says something like that, I want to find out what faith is and how do I live it, because otherwise, if you don't have it, it says you'll, you'll never be able to please God. Wow, that's a pretty bold statement, but it is because God is a God of faith. He has, says, have faith in God. And it says, for we come to God in faith, knowing that He is real and that He rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength into seeking Him. That's why we worship. That's why we pray. That's why we love. That's why we give because it's flowing out of a heart. And, and as we do, there are rewards. And probably next week I'll talk about some of the rewards of faith. So it's not something just out there, but it's something that is so powerful. One of the other versions says, Now faith, verse 1, is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. You'll know when you've got faith because there's a confidence. There's a confidence about your decisions and about your life. There's a confidence in the choices you make in your families and your household. Faith is often evidenced by confidence and by a trust. You see, what is a sign of it? Trust in God, regardless of the outside circumstances, and a confidence that God's with you even when things are all over the place. Or when, when you step out and do something new, there's always some uncertainty, some trepidation, some and uh, anticipation, wondering how's this going to work. Many of us are stepping into new roles in our workplaces and, and beginning of a year change. always a uh, novice in something new of your life every year. You just get it sorted and then God throws you another step of faith. You just get it sorted and then your kids grow to the next age and all of a sudden you've got to sort out how to manage this. You just get it sorted and then all of a sudden a new challenge comes in your work or your ministry. And you say, why doesn't it just settle down and we can just have it nice and easy? Because then we wouldn't be living by faith, we'd be living by comfort and we'd be living on our own experience and we wouldn't be people of faith like God's called us to. He will always keep a challenge to grow us so we keep trusting and relying on Him. Doesn't mean it's always striving and you're overwhelming. And Mary Lynn's got a great message she'll preach in a while on the rest of faith. There's a place of rest of faith, but we're always growing and stretching. And every now and then say, oh God, can't it just settle down for a while? He says, yep, for today, tomorrow we're off for another step of faith. <laughs> because he knows we get complacent, we get bored, we get comfortable. And when you get that way, you become a critic instead of a man or woman of faith. You, you get negative because you get bored. We need challenge of faith, otherwise we settle for comfort zones that are dangerous for us and our world because life races by so quickly. And so God wants us as a church to keep stepping up in faith. The message version says, the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what's distinguished our ancestors, set them above the crowd. So we talked last week about faith. It's much more than just wishful thinking. It's a confident expectation. It's an excited anticipation regardless of the circumstances. Faith is believing and trusting God and His word or words. Faith is powerful. It's not just mind over matter or relying on someone else's faith. Sometimes God will help you to get through when you're growing faith. He'll send someone else with stronger faith to get you over the line. That's why prayer partners, husbands and wives, 
teams are great because one day you're full of faith, the next day you've been buffeted and you need someone else just to carry you. To, hey, hey, let's keep believing. Let's not give up. And that's why at church family, we're not designed to do life or ministry on our own. God has safeguards of families and churches so that we can achieve what he's called us to do. Faith is not the opposite of negativity. It overcomes fear and negativity. I made some quotes last year, but I want to repeat Martin Luther in it a thousand times. Wow, that was Martin, that was, um, Martin Luther. Romans 12.3 says, God has given each one a measure of faith. Say, so, oh, I don't have any faith today. That's not true. You have some, you're just not sure how to tap into it or exercise it. We all have some faith. God's given it to us to be born again. He, by His Spirit, He's given us a, a connection of faith, a trust, an ability to believe. It needs then to grow. The amount of God has given you is more than enough for the assignment in life He has given you. You've got to trust God for that. Wherever you, whatever you are facing, tell yourself, God's given me the faith to handle this. Some of you need to be, tell yourself that this week. God's given me the faith to handle this, even though this seems a huge mountain or it just goes on for too long. Faith is there. And, and I reminded you of that last week, that it says now faith. Faith's for now, hope's for the future. Regrets for the past. God doesn't want us to live with regret or shame from the past. Doesn't want to live with fear or anxiety for the future. But we live with hope for the future and now faith can operate every day, no matter what you're facing, wherever we are in the journey of life. It's sometimes easy to live in the past or to focus too much on the future instead of enjoying and living in faith today. So we looked at four key things. We started last week. Number one, faith comes from hearing God's word. Where does faith come from? When someone shares truth with you, it inspires you. You read the Bible. That's why we preach on Sundays. We could just worship. We could just pray. We could just hang out and have coffee every Sunday. Why do we preach the Word of God? Because it stirs up faith. It brings truth. It brings freedom. It brings revelation. And we all need it. I just get so inspired. I pull out the Scriptures and I start reading. And you can be discouraged, tired, sick. But rarely does 10 minutes go by before something starts to grab your heart. Saying, well, I'm not feeling the best today, but your word says, and something gets us, faith gets stirred, it gets built up, it gets encouraged. And the word of God says in Romans 4.20, Abraham, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. So if it was strengthened, you get more of it. Being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. He was, he was fully persuaded. We can get fully persuaded in a church service like this, saying, yeah, let's go. But are you still fully persuaded on Wednesday afternoon when you're tired and the week hasn't started out the way you wanted to? Fully persuaded mean every day we keep walking forward. You have your moments of challenge, but you stop. You don't stay there, you move forward. And a well-known verse is Romans 10, 17. In the New King James it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, if you look at the original meaning of that word of God, it's actually the word rima, which means revelation, quickening. 
But when you have Logos, then the Holy Spirit can come on a Logos, a written word, and it becomes a Rema, which is revelation for you, for your situation, your ministry, your purpose right now. And the Bible says, faith comes through a Rema, not just the Logos. But if you don't do Logos and read and memorize and pray the word, you won't have space for the Rema, because the Rema will come when you make more room for the Logos. That's why we encourage people to do devotions every day, to read, to listen, to pray the Word. Because as you do, every now and then the Holy Spirit will come and say, that's for you today. That's for your family for this next season. That's for your health challenge for this year. There will be a Rema. When you get a Rema, an inspired Word, that's what faith grows on and that's what you can live your life out of. When you've got a Rema Word from God, you can go through anything and you can still overcome. That's the sort of faith that overcomes the world, is that faith that's based on an inspired word from God. You might have wrestled with depression or anxiety last year, saying, I don't know if I can do another year of this. You don't have to do another year of coping the same way, because God wants to take you to another step of faith, so now you start to think and speak differently about yourself. You start to say, hey, I'm not feeling real good today, but the Word of God says I can be an overcomer. The Word of God says that I don't have to live in the past. I have a new Father, and I can live under the promises of God. The blood of Jesus Christ has set me free. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. They overcame the enemy by the Word of the Lord, the blood of the Lamb, and the Word of their test and we need to speak that and when you do that let me say faith kicks in and then things change because faith shifts the circumstances faith brings heaven to earth in your world it then brings it to other people because that's what we're designed as believers to carry this message of hope to others but it's an inside job we're going to learn to live by the spirit of faith in here and here and then everyone else around gets blessed And God wants us to learn, to grow in faith. And how do you know you're growing in faith when a challenge comes that used to knock you down, now you overcome? That's why a test becomes a testimony. We won't have the testimony without the test because none of us like the tests. I'll talk another day on the tests of faith. That's a bit of a scary one, but it's a powerful message. It really is. So the Rema, the Logos word, The prophetic word can be an inspired word. Hebrews 4.12 says, For we have the living word of God, which is full of energy. You notice that? You can be reading, all of a sudden it jumps off the page and grabs your heart and says, Hey, don't settle for this. It it comes and energizes you. And it pierces more sharply than a two-edged sword. If you're sort of not doing okay with your relationships, the Holy Spirit will come and nail you and say, Stop blaming them. Have a look at your own heart. Uh Uh-oh. Stop looking at your judge, others and judging them. How about you look at your judgmental heart? Oh, God. This is why some people don't come to church and some people don't read the Bible because they're too scared to be challenged. Every now and then, if someone's honest enough, when they haven't been to church for all, I say, we've missed you. What's going on? They say, oh, I love the presence of God, but I hate going because I get challenged to change every time. Not many people are honest enough to tell you that's the main reason they hide sometimes. But human nature doesn't want to be challenged it goes on and says it penetrates to the very core of our being where spirit and soul bone and marrow meet it interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of our hearts so it's you need the word but then you need to add faith to the word in other words you've got to choose to believe it 
I can give you a great prophecy, I can give you a great scripture, and you can go away, but you say, oh, that's great for someone else. Yeah, that'll, that'll inspire Matt or, or Peter. But you've got to choose to add faith and say, oh, that's mine. That's mine. Hebrews 4.2 says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So we got the divine recipe. Some of you watch all those cooking shows and you've got all the recipes. God's given us a divine recipe. It's word plus faith equals overcoming life. That's it. You don't have to have 45 different ingredients and make sure you get all the right grams of everything. We complicate life too much sometimes. It's the word plus faith will release you to live an overcoming life. We can all, we can all understand that. The gospel's not too difficult. We have to just choose to apply what we have before us. He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says. I want to ask you the question, what and who do you listen to the most? What and who do you listen to? Because that's going to determine a lot about how your life turns out this year. So faith hears. Secondly, faith sees. The eye of faith sees what the natural eye can't see. Faith sees the invisible. Faith believes the incredible. Faith receives the impossible. Don't doubt in the dark what God has shown you in the light. Don't doubt in the dark what God has shown you in the light. When you've had a moment of encounter in devotions or worship or, or a promise for your life, then don't doubt in the dark what he's showing you in the light. That's a word for some of you today. You need to bring out the light of what God's already shown you and let's battle those doubts and fears with that living word. Faith sees Jesus. It sees the promise of God coming to pass. It sees the present situation changed by God. See with the eye of faith. My heart breaks when I see someone that's physically blind and just can't see their way around life. That is just so difficult. But we forget that there are thousands of people in this community that are spiritually blind and stagger through life not even knowing that they're missing out on all that God's purposed for their lives. And I believe the Spirit of God's going to come and bring a harvest. And as we live by faith, we're going to see more and more people saying, hey, I want what you've got. I want what you've got. I was sharing with someone this week, and uh, they were in a um, situation, and someone else was there and said, can I come to church with you on Sunday? You've got to be a Christian. Is your faith so alive that people can't ignore it? Or are we really good secret agents for Jesus? So secret, no one knows we're a Christian. Why, why, do we, why should we do that? Fear of man's ruling you, not the fear of God. You don't have to be weird and wacky. Just life and hope and truth overflow your heart and kindness. And people say, I want something what you've got. Let it overflow our hearts. 2 Corinthians 3.16 says, But the moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, the veil is lifted and they see. Now the Lord I'm referring to as the Holy Spirit. And wherever He is Lord, there is freedom. We can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We have been transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. 
Wow. As we let the Holy Spirit work in our lives, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you speak in that heavenly language, do it every day because you're moving from natural to supernatural. It remi- every time I speak in other tongues, it reminds me I have a supernatural God living on the inside of me that's mobilizing me, that takes me from natural thinking to supernatural thinking, which is always based in faith. And God wants us to learn to live powerfully in the natural, but then the supernatural comes on top of that. When you have an open heaven, God touches our hearts. And God showed me that vision three years ago of Jesus standing over this city and pouring out living water and breaking the strongholds of darkness. I believe we're going to move into that more and more this year. We're going to see the supernatural of God. We're going to see transformed lives, tongues of fire over our city that are going to break the strongholds, living water coming where thirsty souls are trying to satisfy with things that will never satisfy their souls, breaking the addictions over our lives, restoring families, because by faith we are overcome. By faith we live and move and have our being. The just shall live by faith, not their own wits, not resources, but by faith. And I believe God's stirring our hearts. See yourself. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as successful, anointed, overcoming, free and fulfilled? Or do you look and see see yourself as defeated, discouraged, overwhelmed, don't know how I'm going to make it? Just too difficult. As a person thinks in their heart, so they become. And faith is an inside job, so you've got to keep get the faith stirring. How else do you stir up faith? Hang around people of faith. You hang around people of faith, all of a sudden you get stirred to believe for more. And it it just overflows our heart. That's why I love being together with the family of God. An architect, when he's designing a building, he sees the finished building before he starts putting it on paper. Wow, a sculptor doesn't just see a hunk of rock or a big log. He sees the finished sculpture. An artist, Ashley Mann is his amazing artist. He sees what he's going to paint as he starts or before he starts. See, it's the inspiration. When you see it and the colours, then you start putting it on paper. Faith sees your family transformed. Faith sees your children going up to worship and honour God. Faith sees those who once knew God that are away. Faith sees them coming back into the house of God. Faith sees people that are caught in addiction released in Jesus' name. Faith sees those that are bound in darkness come into freedom of light. But it's a choice of what do you see. Ephesians 1.18 says, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is, the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that it was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. Ephesians 1 is an amazing chapter. If you're ever wrestling with stuff, just get into Ephesians 1. You want more faith? Get into Ephesians 1. We've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Wisdom and revelation comes in the practical, natural areas of your life. Ephesians 1. Grab it. Pray over it because it will bring truth in your heart let the eyes of your understanding be enlightened 
That's revelation by faith. And some of us, God's lifting your vision to start to see. For some of it's a new experience you've never really thought realm before. God's saying, I'm going to teach you how to walk in the school of faith. He's teaching us. It's a, it's a learning journey. Hebrews 11, 27 says, Moses persevered because he saw him who is invisible. When there is faith and vision, the resources will come to fulfill the vision. People, finances, gifts, materials, buildings, skills, wisdom. Don't give up believing and trusting God. Don't give up. Just keep stepping up. Our theme scripture last year was powerful, Ephesians 3.20. And I looked at it in the message yesterday. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will, for His miraculous power, constantly energizes you. Faith will take us where reason alone cannot walk. Some of you are in a lifestyle now that you would never have believed because you've started to walk a life of faith. God's going to take you on that journey. couple more thoughts we're going to wrap it up today and pick it up I'm going to preach tonight on faith so I'm going to grab some parts of this um, tonight as we launch our Sunday night service we're going to believe for miracles and breakthrough and next week I'll do some more God is great in protection he's awesome in creation he's great in provision he's huge in redemption what God orders he sustains one thought to leave you with before you go today one person estimated that it would have taken 65,700,000 tons of manna and 540 million quail to feed the Israelites for the 40 years in the desert. And sometimes we doubt that God can provide. Not to mention the hundreds of millions of litres of drinking water required for maybe 3 million people and all their animals every day for 40 years in a desert. And we sometimes get worried that God's forgotten us. Whoa. There's some tests of faith, but God, help us not limit you. Our God's an awesome God. Don't limit Him in your life by doubt, unbelief, fear, and small thinking. Faith enables us to lay hold of God in every situation in life. Biblical faith. I'll leave you with this thought. Biblical faith enables us to not only believe God for the ideal, but to trust Him in the real. What's that mean? This is the face shown by Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego as they faced the fiery furnace of persecution. Three young guys who wouldn't bow down to the spirit of the world and worship the idol of this king. 30 meters tall. That's a really huge statue. Daniel 3, 17 and 18. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from it from your majesty's hands. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. They had faith in the ideal that God was going to deliver them. They didn't know how it was going to happen. They know as soon as they walked in the door, thrown in that fire furnace, that God sent a storm from heaven and doused the flames. They didn't know how it was going to happen, but they believed that God was going to take them through this great test of faith and bring them out the other side. That's faith for the ideal. We believe for miraculous healing, provision, breakthrough, restoration. But they also had faith for the real, that if God didn't come through the way they thought He could or should, they said, even if it doesn't work out the way we think and pray that should, 
we're still going to trust God with all of our hearts and we're not going to bow down to the spirit of this world. We're not going to give in to doubt or unbelief or fear or other people's opinions or the spirit of this world. We are still going to serve the true and living God. And I believe God will give you faith for the ideal and He'll give you faith for the real, whatever you're facing. And that's mature faith. Some people get discouraged when they prayed for a healing and it hasn't happened yet. Or they've prayed for someone to come back to Christ, it hasn't happened yet. There's another whole story about faith perseveres and we'll talk about that another day. But I want to leave you with a thought. God will give you faith for the ideal and always believe for the breakthrough and the best. Faith and grace for the real that you walk through. And that gets God's attention. Thanks, worship team, as you come. Faith. Oh, I love speaking on faith. Let's all stand in His presence. Faith. What mountain are you facing? Remember Edwin Hillary? He looked at Mount Everest after another failure point and says, you're not going to get any bigger, but I am. He turned and spoke to his mountain and he went back and conquered it. Some of you need to speak words of faith to the mountains that have limited you and your life and ministry. I feel a word of faith here for some people. You're stepping out in ministry. Maybe you continue to serve God. God wants you to do it with an extra level of faith and trust. And he's going to show us how to do that. Oh, God. There's some awesome people in this church that God's stirring you to step up and get involved in a worship team. Or to come and help in frontline or kids ministry or youth or visiting old people in their homes. And some of you just think oh I'm not good enough and we put it aside but God's stirring us by faith and in two weeks time we'll have our launch Sunday we'll have opportunity for people to volunteer and say hey I want to get on board and do some things God's going to help us let's close our eyes right now and let's just take a moment to meditate on the word what has God spoken to you today on the spirit of faith the spirit of faith you've got a spirit of faith and God wants it to keep growing he's stirring your heart what words has he given you let's say God I believe your word I believe your promises. God, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you are more than able. You're our awesome God. And I love you. I love you, Lord. Just before we sing this last song, maybe you're here today and you've never ever asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. There's a stirring in your heart today and you know you need to open your life and start this faith journey. Your head's saying, well, I don't understand it all, but your spirit's saying, hey, I know this is the truth. Maybe you've once done that before or in the past, but today it's time to connect or reconnect with this amazing Jesus. I'd like to pray for you right now. If that's you, just lift your hand and give me a wave and say, that's me. I want to come to Jesus or come back to Him. Who's that today? Maybe you've never done this or you need to come. Someone's invited you or you've been coming for a while. Who's that today? God's drawing right now, right now, across the back, over the sides, Today, the spirit of faith is stirring in your heart, saying, I want to start this journey. I want to come back in Jesus' name. The Spirit of God's touching hearts today. There are many people here today, and you're men and women of faith already, that Jesus is your Savior. But many here today are facing new challenges. Some of us are facing mountains that are hard to put into words, but you know you've got to find another level of trust or faith or you need a rema an inspired word of God I'm going to believe that 
this week, God's going to give it to you. Maybe he's already given it to you today. He's already given you in the past and now it's time. You've been reminded of some prophecies and promises and scriptures. And today, he, he says, go home and write them down again. Pull them out. Let's go over them because faith's going to come in your heart again. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. 